Pastor Saxton Odom here, so thankful that you have decided to join in to Wine on the Church of God's podcast today. We pray that this sermon blesses you, encourages you, and draws you closer to God. God bless you today is our prayer as you listen. Y'all, it's my privilege. Oh. Brother Woods is no stranger here. His family is no stranger here to our church. They've been up here many times, and, and uh, we love them, and we're just proud that, as I said it in Sunday school this morning, I'm proud that they, they took the time out from their busy schedule uh, and from their life down in the big town of Flowood, down uh, just a, a couple of miles on down the road from us here. Uh, it's pretty uh, just an easy track down there, you know, 55, and you're there. So, But uh, we're so blessed to have him this morning, and... Uh, Brother Woods, we welcome you and your family and just ask you to come take your liberty in the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, I don't know what God's going to do in this service, but I can tell you now, he's going to do something good. If you want to go on and turn your Bibles to uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, that's where I'm going to be bringing the word from today. I just want to say I appreciate Pastor Saxon and Pastor Lacey for giving me the privilege and the honor to be able to come in this house and even share a word with you, praise God. Uh, You have some awesome, awesome pastors, and I know they dearly love you. Uh, Many of you don't know that uh, about 13 days ago, well, about two months ago, I was diagnosed with cancer of the stomach, and uh, I know many of you have been praying for me, and I want to say thank you for that, and uh, it's been an up-down battle, I'll t- I tell you that, And uh, but I will say this, God has been good to me, guys, he's been good to me, because I went to the doctor, and I went to the surgeon, and the surgeon said that it'd take about three hours plus to go in and get that cancer. And they went in. It took them less than an hour. And Jehovah Jireh, Sheila Bakarota. That's right. Go on and praise him. It took it all out. I'm telling you, it was a dirty, nasty-looking piece of cancer. But I'm going to tell you something. You got to learn how to praise him before it happens. You got to listen. If your anchor don't hold, I'm 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 just going to tell you today, grab a hold of the anchor this morning, because Jehovah is worth every bit of the holding. Just as your Sunday school teaching was this morning on prayer, you know, sometimes we don't know what to pray. We really don't. Sometimes we really don't know what to say to the Holy Spirit or God, Father. We don't. But one thing we know that he's going to do is he's going to come through. He's going to come through. And I'm going to tell you something. He came through for me. But you know what? God is no respecter of persons. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. I heard all the people here today. And I'm going to tell you, before this service is over, we're going to pray for every one of those people. And I'm gonna, I don't know how God's going to lead us through that, but we're, we're going we're to believe for those people before we leave here today. Because I'm going to tell you something. When I heard that I had cancer inside of me, 
it didn't bounce me to the left nor the right. I'm telling you, I hit it straight on. And, and that's just where my faith is. Now, let me say this. Everybody's not there. Everybody's not there. Their faith. But see, we got to implant the seed in people that faith pleases God. Faith pleases God. If you run out of fuel and you don't know what else to say, just say, God, I believe. I believe that you got a hold of this. I believe that you're going to take care of this. I believe that you're going to send Jehovah Jireh for this. I believe that you're going to be Jehovah in many ways for me. I believe that you're going to open the windows of heaven for me. I'm telling you guys, they took out part of my stomach from here to here 13 days ago on a Monday morning, the 14th of June. Yeah. I walked out of there, not the next day. Not, no, I walked out of there the next day. And I'm going to tell you something. I had the blood on me. And I've had several people to tell me, you picked the wrong guy, devil, to bring that, that stuff against. Because I'm going to tell you something. I believe Jehovah Jireh up front. I was with, I'm telling you guys, you have got to have something to hold on to. You've got to have something that you can grab a hold of this morning. You've got to have something that you can just grab a hold and say, I'm not going to let go because I know the anchor holds. I know that Jehovah Jireh, my provider, is going to provide one way or another. You say, well, Pastor Alvin, why did he let you just come out of you and he don't do others like that. I'm not God. I don't know the answers to that. I'll ask him that when I get up there, but I can tell you this, that he is no respecter of persons, and he loves us all the same, but I'll tell you, it goes back to the Sunday school lesson this morning. I pray I get to this sermon. But it goes back to what we said this morning. God is Jehovah in many ways. God answers our prayers in different ways. Thank God he don't answer some of my prayers. I'm just being frank, honest with you. But see, God is a God of many ways. My ways are not His ways. My thoughts are not His. But I tell you this, Sister Laverne, I pray that I can find His thoughts. I can pray that I can find His ways. I pray that I can grab a hold of Him and I can anchor to Him. And, and I don't need nothing else. I don't need nothing else. I had people praying for me from Bahamas to Nigeria to uh, Kenya, all around the world. In fact, I went to the Bahamas, and I got over there, and I got around some faith people. I got around people that go out in the street with the holy word of God and preaching the word of God out in the, in the streets. I got around some people, and I got up in taxi drivers and got around people talking faith. I need to hear faith. I need to hear some faith when you're going through some things of life. And I don't know what your circumstance is today, but I know God's here to answer your prayers this morning. I know Jehovah Jireh is going to follow you and follow through, and he had not one time has never had an intention of failing me and you. If you would, stand for the living word of God this morning as I read. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 4. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't you know the word's powerful? It cuts like a two-edged sword. The blood is sufficient for every need. Hallelujah. 
Look at 1 Peter chapter 4, and I'm going to read verses 16 through 19. I'm in the New King James Version. If anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in the matter. For the time has come. Come on, church. <laughs> Listen to me. The time has come. Now, if you was one of these people that had cancer, if you're one of these people that had a prodigal son and daughter that's running, the time has come. It's time. The time has come for judgment to begin in the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God now? God, please, please, Jesus. Please, Lord, save every soul. Today is a day of salvation. Verse 18 says, If the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as the faithful creator. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we know that you are in this place today. And we know that you are sufficient for every need here today. Whether they be here or social media, Father God, we recognize the ones watching by social media. We know that you are going to provide the need of every heart's desire. We know that you're going to show up and you're going to be God and you're going to be great and you're going to be mighty in a mighty way today, Father God. Father, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I want to preach on this morning, God is your rock. Hallelujah. God is your rock. Say this with me. Suffering starts on the inside. Say that. Suffering starts on the inside. You know what suffering does? The Bible says right here in these verses that it corrects our soul. We all need to be corrected from time to time. We really do. I'm telling you, it, it, it just comes in, and he comes in, and he does great and mighty things. He'll purify us and sanctify us and justify us, and he'll get us to the place to where God wants to use us. People don't understand that. They don't want their souls corrected. And when man suffers and, 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 uh, and when man's in sin right here, God will begin to reach out as a loving father. You, you ministered on this at Sunday school a little bit, and I wanted to touch on it, and I'm glad I didn't until now. But a lot of people don't understand about the love of the Father. The love of the Father is agape love. It's agape love. You say, what are you talking about, Pastor Alvin? I'm saying it's a father that went to the cross straight ahead and never turned to the left, never turned to the right, never looked back, and never in intended for nothing in return but to have a relationship with me and you. But see, there's many out there that have an eros love. 
The Greek word for eros is, is self-differential. It's something that is what's in return for me. Their prayer life is what is in tensions. What can I get out of this, God? What's in it for me? The hook. The hook. What's in it for me, God? Meet my need today. How about meet the need of the kingdom of God today, Lord? Let's change that. How about meet the kingdom of God today, Lord? And let me tell you something. What God will do, he'll open the windows of heaven for you, and he'll start raining down upon you, and he'll train you to reign to do great and mighty things that you and I could never intentionally in our minds grasp a hold of that. But see, people wonder, why do I have to suffer? Why do I have to go through these things of life? Why do I have to go to these circumstances? Why don't we just say, why not me, Lord? Why not choose me? Hey, I thank God that he chose me. You know why? Because I get to minister to about 100 plus people ever since that's happened. Ever since God took the cancer out of me, I get to walk up into a clinic and they all gather like sheep around me. And they're like this right here trying to get up next to me. And they want to hear what the good living God has done through me, for me, and with me. Go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap. I'm telling you, why not me, Lord? Because as Christians, the suffering should be a purifying of your spirit. It should be a time that the Holy Spirit comes in and he purifies your whole body, soul, and mind. I don't want that. I don't want that. But you got to understand that Peter and John right here says, you need to rejoice. Rejoice. But I can't rejoice when all these things of life are coming at me. I can't rejoice when my prodigal's daughter or my prodigal son is run off. I can't rejoice. Let me tell you something. If you and me will start rejoicing before we see the hand of Jesus, let me tell you something. He'll shine all over it. He'll rain all over it. And he'll do things through for you and me that me and you could not even imagine. But see, Peter and John said, rejoice in taking part of Christ's suffering. Think about that. Both Peter and John used the words here a lot, saying beloved. When they're speaking to the saints, that's me and you guys. If you've been born again, you're a saint of God. But he was, they were both talking beloved here, but they were both trying to say this. They were both trying to say because of your suffering, don't think that something strange is going on. He was trying to tell them if you freak, you're going to leak. It's okay to go through the things of life. It's okay to go through suffering. It's okay to go through that. Understand, I'm using the word through. Don't stay in the pig pen of the devil and let him tear you apart and slang mud all over you that you can't move forward. It's a time that you got to stand up and rise up and get up and let God be God because you can't do nothing about it but trust him. Hallelujah. But see, he says, we think it's strange. We think it's strange when we have to go through these things. And I'm going to tell you something. I promise you, day one, day one, 
when that doctor said, you have cancer, I said, by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am made whole. I'm complete, Sister Laverne. I'm made whole in the Christ Jesus who died at the cross for me and you. I am complete. You're complete. We don't see the pictures complete, but we're complete because suffering aids in maturing your spirit in the things of God. Catch that. Suffering aids, aids in the maturing of your spirit in the things of God. God is your rock. We got to grab a hold of this church. God is your rock. Yes, we faced COVID-19 last year and, and a few months before that. But let me tell you something. Jehovah Jireh never let a person down in this room. Jehovah Jireh never let a person down that's watching social media this morning. Jehovah Jireh was there all the time. He's still with you for you and not against you. And no weapon ever going to form against you shall prosper. By the Lamb of God, your testimony, you will overcome. Praise God. Go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap. Yes. You just tell the devil you're the heads, not the tails. You're a victor, not a victim. You're the child of the most high God right now. Because let me tell you something, it don't matter what the enemy brings forth. And let me tell you something, he's going to come back and fight me. He's going to come back and fight you. He's going to fight each and every one of us till we take our last breath. Because he's defeated. He's defeated. And God is your rock. Why do people commit their souls to God when they're suffering? Why do people commit their souls to God when their suffering comes? God is your rock. God is your rock. Why do they commit? Because people can have their spirits cleansed. And their souls are corrected. Listen to me close, church. Listen to me close. When we are corrected in our soul, in our spirit, the Lord will give us a direct way to go. Let me tell you something. Suffering is a humbling part of all of this. Let me tell you something. When Jesus went to the cross, it was a humbling part of him. And let me tell you something. When we die to ourselves and we pick up the cross and we follow Jesus Christ and we have to walk through the circumstances of life that he said that we would not be neglected, that we were going to have to walk through them and we're going to have to push through them, that we're going to have to go through them and we're going to have to keep on moving through them. Let me tell you something. He said we would not be exempt from all the things that he wants to do through me and you. Let me tell you something. It's a humbling part of my life. It's an experience from being going from the sufferer to the sufferer, whatever reason it might be here. Let me tell you something. It's a humbling spirit. It will change you, fold you, greet you, make you. I'm telling you, it will come in and change you. Because God wants to do great and mighty things through you. Clean me up, O oh Lord. Clean me up, O oh Lord. 
Give me your ways. Give me your thoughts. Just let me hear the word of God this morning. Just give me your thinking today, dear God, and you can do great and mighty things through me. Why should you choose me to go through that, Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you this, church. I watch people go through suffering. I watch people go through suffering in life. I've watched many of them suffer. I see their souls corrected. I see that they come to a place of being humbled. I see they come to a place of their arrogance seems to go away. I see them drawing closer to the Holy Spirit, God Almighty, and they're calling out on the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something. To hear somebody else that has cancer or somebody else is walking through something with their sons and daughters, one thing. But let me tell you something. When you're walking through it yourself, it becomes a humbling spirit about you that you have to turn it all over to God and let God be God. You have to let God be your rock, praise God. And God does that for a reason. He says that I do that to allow us to grow. He says I'll allow that, that our spirits be cleansed. He even goes on and says, I do that, that your souls will be corrected. We're children of God, saints. We have to be corrected. We have to be purified daily. And let me tell you something. As you said this morning, we all fall short of the kingdom of God, that we have to just not stay there, but we have to get up and be who God has called me and you to be, church of God. Hallelujah. God does that to allow us to grow. But see, the Bible says right here that suffering even goes a little further. Suffering joins the suffer to the body. Not the physical body, but the Bible says here the spiritual body. If you never had a setback, listen to me, if you never had a setback, how could you help another brother or a sister? You know why Jesus can help us? Because he went to the cross and he bore it all. He's been there. It's finished. He's done it. And that's what people don't get. Hey, cancer is just a thing. God comes to get some earlier. God comes to get some middle ways. He comes to get somebody later. But let me tell you something. We're all overcomers by the blood of the Lamb of God. We're all overcomers, and we can't let our setbacks keep us back in doing the will of God. We've got to jump in the river. We've got to jump in the river. What are you saying, Pastor Alvin, jump in the river? We've got to jump in the river of God and let God be God. He's much bigger. He's got the big picture about this thing. And let me tell you something. I didn't see God just coming in doing that, but let me tell you something. I felt like that he had already done it before it was even out of me. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I'm trying to build your faith today. Iron sharpens iron here. And I'm here to tell you, I walked through some junk in the last two months. But let me tell you something. I was nauseated. I could not hardly breathe. I could not, my stomach was killing me. I felt like I was going to die at times. But I'm going to tell you something. I know the will of God's on my life. And I know he's not through with it. And I know he's got intentions for me to do other things to win the kingdom of God. And he needs me. 
and I need him. And let me tell you something. He's going to open doors of heaven for me, and he's going to rain on me. <clears throat> Go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap. But see, what you confess out your mouth is important. It's important, church. What you confess out your mouth you must also, the Word of God says, believe. Believe. I'm healed. How can I have that contained inside of me when I, I don't want nothing in the pits of my belly because that's where the Holy Ghost is. <laughs> that's where I like, I don't need any interruptions with me and the Holy Ghost because when he stirs me up inside the pits of my belly, I want to shout. I don't want anything holding me down. I don't want anything holding me back. I don't want anything anchoring me down but the blood of Jesus. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, church, what you say out your mouth is important. Why is it important? Because the Word of God says that suffering is a necessity for glorification. Suffering is a necessity for glorification. Turn your Bibles over to Romans. I want you to go there for just a minute. I want to show you something. Romans 8, verse 18. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know I'm doing some preach teach this morning. I do that occasionally, but I want you to get this. God's going to show up in this place in a little while, and He's going to heal these folks. I just believe that much. Doesn't matter what stage the end to me. Stage one, two, three, four. God's number one, and He wipes it all away. Verses, verse 18, Romans 8 says, for I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. I got to read this two times in us. For I consider that the suffering of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You know what that's saying, church? We will never, ever be able to accept the things of the glory all on this earth. Just not going to happen. We're not going to be able to accept all the glory, the things he does for us on this earth. There will be some things that you and I will be revealed only when we see the face of Jesus. I told you a while ago, I don't understand everything, but I know the living Word of God is legit today, and I consider it whole and complete of everything to map me out of here, praise God. And I believe that you and I need it more than we've ever needed it now because Jehovah is standing at the face of God, and He is interceding, as you said this morning, at the right hand of the Father. And Ephesians even says, and we didn't even get this in here, but Ephesians says that we're already seated at the right hand of Jesus. Give him a hand clap, saints of God. We ain't got to wait till we get to heaven to get it. We got it now because you said it this morning. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed thy be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it will be in heaven. 
Hallelujah. People, people. Hallelujah. Good people have disappointments in life. They do. And if anyone tells it that you're going to be able to understand everything here, let me repeat me. You will not be able to understand everything about life in this lifetime. You're just not going to, it's just not going to happen. I don't understand why people go through stage one, two, three, four. I don't understand. I don't understand how the doctor said it was going to take three plus hours to go in and take this cancer out of me. And he comes taps on my shoulder, my wife's shoulder, uh, less than an hour later going, I got it. I got it. I got it all. I went all the way through his stomach and there's no more cancer inside of I got it. Come on, church. I got it. Let's rejoice with him. Let's rejoice with the Holy Ghost. I got it. And you know what the Holy Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap for that. Let me tell you what Father was saying there, church. He's a known time God. He just gave the interpretation of tongues. And this is what I believe Father was saying, rejoice. Rejoice in the sovereignty of God. Rejoice. Accept the holiness and the majesty of God. And when you say, God, I submit to you, there's going to be a peace, a shalom of God to come over you like a river. And it's going to flow over you like a river. When he touches you, when he touches you, all oh, the joy, all oh, the joy that made me whole, something happened. And now, I know. He touched me. I've been singing that song all week. Going down the road in my car. He touched me. But see, it's a glorification of the Holy Ghost. It's a piece of shalom of God that's saying I'm God. I'm enough. I'm more than enough. You don't have to live in Egypt no more. You don't have to wander in the wilderness for 40 years no more. Come out. Come out. I've got land flowing for you, milk and honey. And let me tell you something. I'm going to open the windows of heaven for you today. I'm going to do things for you today that you not even could expect me to do, that you can't even comprehend how I do it. That's a loving father. That's who a loving father is. Learn how to handle your fears, church. Learn how to handle your fears. The things that you're going through, the circumstances that you're going through, learn how to handle those fears. Say this with me. Fear produces results. Fear produces results. You say, what are you saying, Pastor Alvin? I'm saying fear is powerful. It's powerful. And fear produces results. What kind of results? Negative results. They produce negative results. When your circumstance hits you face on, when the devil comes at you, you got two choices. 
You can trust Almighty God, or you can begin to start living in fear, doubt, and unbelief, and I refuse to live like that. I'm not going to live in fear, doubt, and unbelief. I refuse to live that kind of life because I know I don't have to live in fear, fear because the anchor holds on me. The blood is all over me. The blood is running through my veins. Emmanuel is, is running through my veins. He's running through your veins this morning, church. And when that circumstance of life comes at you, you don't have to sit there in those negative results. Why, Pastor Alvin? Because there's hope. There's hope. I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what you're facing tomorrow. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've been trying to get through. But I'm telling you, the Word of God says there's hope. And these things can be dealt with and tuned to a powerful energy for your good. And the Bible says for His glory, Brother John, for His glory. To His glory be the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. But you've got to have hope in something. Hebrews 11 says, it says, faith is a substance of things hoped for. What comes first? Hope or faith? Hope comes first. You know why hope comes first? You've got to have something to hope in. You've got to have something for, to have hope in to have faith. You've got to have a circumstance to hit you and come in your life to where you can trust in God. We need God. You wonder why God allows us to walk through these things? Because we need the Father God. We need the Holy Spirit. We need Jehovah Jireh. We need Jehovah in many ways this morning, church. we got to have him. I don't know what you're walking through this morning, but the man up there does. And let me tell you something. He's got it all in control. He's got it all in his hands. And let me tell you something. He's going to work it out. He's going to plan it out, and he's going to give you provision. He ain't going to leave you alone. If he wants you to walk through it, he's going to give you provision for the vision, Brother John. I'm telling you, God, Brother Stanley, God is going to make a way when there don't seem to be no way. We sing it all the time. He's the way maker. He's the way maker. But that's the kind of God we're serving this morning. We're serving a God that's holy, magnificent, almighty, we're not serving a God for our Eros reasons. Eros is what's in it for me. I don't want anything for a hook. I'm serving the Holy Ghost because he died for me. He loved me first. At least I can love him back. He's the one who loves me when I was dirty, ragged, and rich, when I couldn't even walk, and I was filthy, Plum, plum dirty. Well, I'm telling you, he's the one who reached way down for me. Y'all remember that song, don't you? When he reached way down for me. He had to go down there and dig me out of a dirty ditch. But let me tell you something. He just dusted me off. He just molded me a little better. He put the Holy Ghost inside of me, and I can't hardly contain it sometimes. But let me tell you something. God makes a way through people like me and you when it seems to be no way. He ain't looking for perfect people. He's looking for people that will strive for perfection and let him change their lives. Go give the Lord a hand clap because I'll shout this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just need to ask God for the plan. What plan? A plan that will conquer your fears. I let me tell you, if you have to take a permanent black marker on your mirror in your bathroom, go in there and say, I refuse today, devil. I will not live in fear, doubt, and unbelief. Write that across there. 
Right there across there. And then write Philippians 4, 3, through Christ I can do all things who strengthens me. We got this, God. I got this through you. You got your hands on us. He's, he's got his hands on us. And he's going to do things that you can't even grasp, that you can't even imagine. Let God be God and make a, make a way when it seems to be no way. And when you get up in the morning and look at that, you get on your clothes and you get the best you got on. And you go out there and you tell wine on a Mississippi that we serve a Father God that has agape love, that he wants to shine down on you. He wants to clean and wipe you up. But all he really wants to do is love us. He wants to sit in your lap and just be happy for a little while. He just wants to sit in your lap and put his hands around you, Brother John, just for a little while. He even loves you so much that he engraved your name in the palms of his hands that he looks at it daily and he says, Alvin, I love you. I love you so much and I never intend to hurt you. I never intend to fail you. I never intend to let you go. I got you by the hands and I anchor you Praise God. You are my rock. You are my God. You are my rock, God. And I refuse to let go of you. Give the Lord a hand clap this morning. Exodus. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 14, verses 15 and 16. Moses was crying out to God. And when he did... God gave him a plan. Moses says, I will not be afraid. So you can't be afraid. Why would you be afraid if you got the king on your side? Hey, you got the king on you. Why be afraid? Moses said, I will not be afraid. It's not time to freak because if I freak, I'll leak. I won't be strong. I won't be courageous. I can't do that. It's not a time. It's not a choice. And let me tell you something. When you come up face to face in that circumstances and understand that you're not up against flesh and blood, but you're up against the principalities of Satan ruling in the airs, and you've got to face him, let me tell you something. He's already defeated, so why get nervous? He's already whipped, Brother Stanley. Jesus did it first. He went to the cross. He shed his blood. And everything that you and I have to walk through, God says it's finished. Finished. And let me tell you this this morning. In being finished, God wants us free. He wants us free. Why does he want us free? He wants us free so we can flow in the Holy Ghost. That's what He wants. He wants you dancing in the Spirit. He wants you, he wants you to pray. He wants you to seek His face. Humble yourself and see that I don't heal your lands. That's the kind of God we're serving. But see, He wants us free so we can just flow. Flow. Our society, church, listen to me close. Our society is searching, is searching for answers of today. They are. Saints of God, you have the answers. You have the answers right here. 
This is your roadmap. When all else fails, follow the instructions. WWJD, what would Jesus do? This right here. He laid it out. It's your roadmap. When things come at you, we don't need each other's opinion. We need Holy Ghost opinions. We need Father's opinions. We need a Heavenly Father that'll come and sit in our laps just like this. Come on, use your lap. Just like this. That's what we need. You know, I was thinking as I was going through this circumstance of life, I was thinking about the woman with blood issues. I walked in Greenwood LaFleur Hospital many years ago, and there was a woman been burned third degree her head, about 80-something years old. And um, she wouldn't let them do skin grafts on her head. And her son, Willie, was there. And I said, Willie, I want to pray for your mama. And um, he said, oh, please do. I said, but you don't understand, Willie. I don't need any doubt in this room. There was another young lady sitting over in another bed with blood issues. I'm telling you, power of God is in that room. And I said, Miss King, to his mother, I said, I want to pray for you. She said, Pastor Woods, I don't want, I don't want to have to do surgery. I said, but what if God wants to take care of you right now? It takes faith to do that. Faith is taking the next step. Baby steps. Like this. I said, what if God healed you right now? I said, I'm fixing to pray for you. And God's going to heal you. You're not going to need no surgery. God is the most high surgeon. He's over this hospital. He's over all the ones in Jackson. He's over ones in Greenville, Mississippi. He's over everyone up. That's what I told her. I said, Willie, do you believe? He says, yeah. I said, Willie, do you believe? He says, I do, Pastor Alvin. I kid you not, brother. I laid my hands on her, and I started to pray in far. And the Holy Ghost touched her. I didn't see results that day, but it was a Friday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. She got out of the hospital. I said, Willie. I called him. I said, Willie, your mama's gone home. I wasn't surprised. Don't let don't be surprised. He said, Pastor Woods, they took that wrapping off my mama's head and she had a scab the size of a quarter. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've seen too much. See God not take care of the things for us today, church. I've seen it. I've seen it. And the woman with blood issues over there, I walked over there and I said, young lady, what's your problem? Because I didn't know. 
I said, God just healed Miss King. What's your problem? I've had blood issues. I had blood issues. I've been in and out of this hospital, and I'm sick as a dog. I said, Father loves you too much to be sick. He loves you too much. He loves you too much to be sick. I prayed for her. They both went home within five days. Healed. What does five mean in the Bible? Grace. God extended his grace. People's got to catch it. We got to catch it, church. We got to catch it. God extended his grace. Why did he do this for me? He extended his grace. I love you, son. You're mine. I'm yours. That's what he did. And I think about this all the time. I think of the woman with the blood issues. Sister Laverne, if you could just come on up and start playing lightly. I think about this a lot. When Jesus was in the crowd. And that little old lady, Brother John, she done gave all her money away to doctors for 12 years. Think about that. She was broke. She didn't spend all her money paying doctors, trying to get release, trying to get relieved. Relieved. But there was a Jesus. There was a Jesus walking through the crowd. And after 12 years, 12 years, She needed a miracle. No more money. No more hospitals. No more doctors. None of that. She needed a miracle. She needed hope. She needed a king. She needed the master. And she did everything she could to get through that crowd. Let me ask you this morning, and I've heard many of you speak this morning. You've got family, friends in stage one, two, three, or four cancer. Every one of them. There's hope. There's hope. Now, don't don't let me give you false hope. Because God, Jehovah, works in many ways. It might be an earthly healing. It could be an in-between healing. It could be a heavenly healing. But you know the finish line? You're healed. First Peter 2.24. I kept saying it over and over and over. In fact, Stan, brother said, I almost didn't go do the surgery for him to take it out. I felt like I was just that much healed. I did. But you know what God, you know what God told me? Really? And I had to fight this. I, I, was, I said, you can't go win against God. Might as well give it up. Don't fight God. He said, Alvin, you go do what you can do, and you let me do what I do. 
And this is what the Holy Ghost said. I heard it plain today. I said, well, Lord, that surgery is at 6 o'clock. I got to be there at 6 o'clock. Surgery's at 7.30. I said, I can get out of the bed, and I can get my wife to drive me up there. I can even drive myself. I'm already pre-restured, so I won't have to do that. And I'll walk up in there and lay in that bed and say, God, you be God. And that's what I did. I couldn't do any more after that end, Bobby. I couldn't do any more. So I laid there trusting God. I said, you put the physicians in front of me, the surgeons in front of me, all the nurses in front of me, and you just do what you got to do. I think the Holy Ghost was sitting in the pits of my belly by that cancer saying, hey, take it out. I've done the works. You just made an easy paycheck. I'm just telling you. That's what he did. <laughs> that's what he did. That's what he does. But see, the woman with the blood issue had to press in. She had to press in. Not that I didn't press in. But Jesus was walking through the crowd. And understand, the Word says that she touched His Him. That. And when she touched Him, what happened? Go. Who touched you, Lord? He knew who touched Him. He knows everything. He knew He was going to touch her. But see, here's the thing. He wants me and you to press in and touch Him. And as that song says, and oh, the joy that floods my soul. Guys, I cannot tell you how good Father is. He's been so good to me. He's, he's brought me through lead poison three times, spinal meningitis three times, I've been cut half and two wide awake nine times. Cancer. I can keep going. See, God's bigger than nine lives. He's bigger than that. And if you feel like that you've already had the nine lives, he'll do 10, 11, 12, 13. He will. I'm a walking miracle. I want us all to stand. If you were encouraged by today's message, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you stream podcasts. To experience other sermons, watch us live, donate, and more, visit us on facebook.com forward slash C-O-G. Thank you for listening to the Winona Church of God podcast.